in a world that has more than enough information and noise. Is it even possible to truly anchor ourselves and have peace in a scattered world? Hi, this is Pamela and Mary, and we are a mother-daughter team who span two generations but share one message. We will delve into what it looks like to be fully integrated, body, soul, and spirit, and will bring encouragement and hope all along the way. We get it. Life is hard. And let's be real. Hard doesn't even begin to describe it on some days. But we want you to know that you're not alone. And not only that, we are here to come alongside you and cheer you on as you walk out your individual storyline. So join us as we journey together and laugh, cry, and everything in between. Welcome to the More Than Enough podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to the More Than Enough podcast. Hey, Ma. Hey, Mary. How's it going today? Oh, you know, I I can't really remember what happened even an hour ago. Sometimes I feel like it's it's 8.30 and I've dropped the kids off at school and it already feels like an entire day has happened within those last two hours. I mean, so much could have happened oh and gosh. so many meltdowns could have happened. And so by 8.30, I'm just like done. I'm like, okay, I'm done. It's 8.30 in the morning. So yeah, I mean, today thankfully wasn't as much one of those days, but yeah. Yes, I'm I'm sure you've had so many of those days, Mom, that they literally all blur together. <laughs> that is a fact that I cannot argue with that. And that is unfortunately way too relatable. Yes, I get yes. it. Yes. yes, yes. No, it's it's so real. So, yeah. Okay, so I know for people that are just jumping in on here today, we are kind of just touching base and kind of going through body, soul, and spirit a little bit of what we're going to be talking about here on the podcast, kind of integrating body, soul, and spirit, what that's going to look like. And today we're kind of jumping in with the body. And we have kind of discussed, we kind of almost described the body, soul, and spirit as like a pyramid, the spirit being that foundation, being everything that we're drawing from. If you want to go back and listen to past episodes, we've kind of given some clarification, you would say, on some of these things. So so yeah, we're kind of jumping into the body and all all the things. Ma, you want to jump in here? You know, I think it's so amazing how we all, even our listeners who've maybe been following us now for a few weeks, that man, it, it, again, we so see the value of the whole spirit soul. We see that that's what's driving everything, right? But what I love as we come to this section on the body to really give it a, a whole session is because in reality, that's everything is the body. I mean, that's the part we're living in. I find that that is really where we live, is in the practical, just like your morning, like my morning. That's where we're living. And that's why it's that, the analogy of the pyramid or an iceberg. It's the tip that you see. It's what everybody sees in each other. It's what's really driving our emotions and thoughts every day based on what those present day circumstances are. So I... I do find that super interesting that the thing that we're the most mindful about is our actual appointments for today, our sick children, our dirty house. There's no more clean socks or underwear. You know, that's where we're living every day. So I, I, I guess the reason that we've set it up this way as we're talking about these three parts is because we know that's where we all live. So it's very easy to minimize the soul and spirit. And really, our whole lives are pretty much focused on our circumstances and our day-to-day activities. So we do not want to minimize that because we know that's where we all live. We're calling this the body. And there's, you know, parts of our physical body. I'm a little bit of a little baby science nerd. 
like on about a second or third grade level. So that's a lot that, of second graders who are really I, crazy about science, mom. I so know, right? You guys would fit right, right together. Yes. I, I need <laughs> to check out more of those books at the library. So, but yeah, I do, I do, I do get real excited about those little things. And I, I'm just going to throw out a piece and then, and then just kind of start with that. One of the things that most fascinates me about thinking about the body is that I don't know why I find it so fascinating that there's no two human beings that are the same. Out of billions of people, there's yeah. no two. Okay. And, and just to give some cool science nerd facts about that is mm. that now there's a ton of ways that were unique from each other. You know, it started out the thumbprint. Actually, the thumbprint is getting kind of archaic because thumbprints can be worn down and you can't really get the full reading on a thumbprint for different kinds of work that people have done. But I mean, things like your tongue now, your ears, oh. you know what I mean? Your eyes yeah. are hugely, yeah. there's, you can be discernible now between these random things. How you walk, they could pick you out on a crowded New York City corner by your gait, how you walk. Your gait yeah. is unlike anybody else's, like right down to finding you as a criminal. <laughs> That's so, amazing. I've actually, I never even knew what gait was until somebody in like my 20s was like, wow, you have a very distinct gait. And I was like, <laughs> what in the world are you saying? Yeah. That's so I think that was like a little... Right before, like, Google it was, like, a super big thing. So I was just yes. like, what does that mean? Asking everybody, like, <laughs> what is my gait? And I think I was saying it in a strange context. So they were like, what do you mean? Like, they, you know, and then finally they were like, oh, okay. So, yeah. How no. So, I, yeah. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know. To me, those those things are crazy. So, but of course, now the the quintessential is the DNA. Marvelous, amazing things. So, like, that's not, like, random because God right. created us. He designed us. So anyway, I find, again, just the uniqueness of our body, even though that's very material, and yet one day it'll be resurrected and we'll actually have a new body. So we won't be just like floating around in some undiscernible way. So I love that. I think it gives value to the body and God knows we're dust. And so we could start with body by saying we need to take care of our bodies. You know, right, like some right. of the biggest things that can happen to us in our day is, you know, you haven't eaten, you haven't right. had any water and you wonder why you're getting a headache, right? You've yeah. sat at your desk for nine hours and you really haven't even hardly gotten up except to go to the bathroom. So there are some basic things in our life that God has created us with just a, a, some limitations, Right? right. And if and if we're not kind of looking at that now, I know this isn't the practical part that we're thinking about, but yet that is very practical, right? And so yeah. how I eat, when I eat, my water, right? All these things. And of course, then our brain goes into our thoughts and what we're thinking about. So there's so many, many parts if we were going to look at the body in that way. But I think we'll have lots of time in the future to really break down some of these things. I'm thinking maybe today we're going to talk more about some of the practical things of what we mean by the physical, and that means right. these practical parts of our life. So you're living a very practical life, raising four kids. Anything come to your mind on the practical side of this physical part of ourselves? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I definitely think we all live so much in the practical I think, again, back to that pyramid of the foundation being, you know, the Lord and being everything that we're drawing from. And then that middle parts of that pyramid being 
the soul and that's our personality, our thoughts, our thought life, our, you know, all of those things. And then the body, right? That top being the practical. I think of like, yeah, every single self-help book like known to man is like, okay, you need more sleep. You need to eat better. You need to be more organized. You need better systems and better strategies. Like that is what I think of when it's like the body, just be better, eat better, sleep better, do better. I think there is such, there's, there's such value in those things. We can't, again, back to, you can't break any of those things, three things apart. We have to integrate those things. So even though the foundation, the spirit and the soul, we would say is so invaluable and truly the foundation is what's most important. I think the body and those things that we live our life out of so much of the time is obviously, we would all agree, very still super, super important and really dictates the way that we're feeling and how we're living. I will say, though, little caveat, that so much of the time I feel like, and I'm sure a lot of other people feel similar, is I'm like, okay, if I could just get organized, if I could just eat better, if I could just have like just my room just clean and all the laundry put away, like then, then I could just like breathe for a second and sit down and spend time with the Lord and just like have a moment of peace. And I definitely feel like that just is such a trap and is such a lie. I do feel like it is the place of like when even in the midst of the chaos, we sit and fix our eyes on the Lord and he gives us the peace and the grace to then look at our body Again, that's why we were saying like that foundation, it comes from the foundation. We have to start in the foundation and work our way up. But when we do that, I feel like there's such a place for the body because then I feel like as we're coming out of that place of quiet and spending time with the Lord or, you know, just fixing our gaze on what's true, we come up to the place all the way to the tippy top of that pyramid and the Lord is able to then give us the grace and the ability to see things around us like, oh yeah, wow, this thing really needs to be looked at. Or, oh, I should probably have a better strategy for that. Every single day, I want to throw a child out the window because every time they walk in the door, they're throwing their stuff all over the floor, right? So just like real, real life strategies. Yeah, you know what I'm thinking? I think there's there's a couple things that really jump out at me at that. One is the body, meaning our roles in life, all the hats we wear are sacred. So if we see them as sacred, we're going to see them as more valuable. So we definitely don't want to disconnect the body from these other parts. Right. On the other hand, something you were saying to me is 100% true and needs to be driven home. And that is that we have jobs as, as mothers and most of us, many have a second job. And so there is never going to be enough time because our job is like ongoing all of the time. So that if we fall into that trap of feeling like I can't have peace till pretty much most of the things on my to-do list are checked off, you realize that that is just, that's just an equation or a setup for failure yes. because nothing will ever get to that place, right? And even if it is, and we're having just this little peaceful moment in this transcendent place, any moment, all that could fall apart with a circumstance that hits us. Right with our emotional load, not just our practical load. So I think, and I, I can attest to that, I was so driven. I could not stop. Yeah. I literally, no matter how much I agreed with God, 
that the running had to be stemming from something more than I had too much to do. And I think you and I talked about this at times over the years where, you know, even the heads of state, the presidents of countries have the same 24 hours that I have. Right. Right. right? Albeit they probably have a lot more assistance as I have not. I have none and they have a whole staff. I'm banking on that. So that's why they can get so much done. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. So, but the point is, um, it's never going to end this life. So I do think, and even though I had made peace with that and said, I believe this, but my compulsion still couldn't stop because those neuropathways were so embedded to just run and run and run and go and go and go. I think this is part of my primary heart in this podcast is that we would all consider that maybe it's time to stop. A stop sign doesn't last very long. Right. You're at a stop sign just two or three seconds. But that we would pause. Yeah. We would stop in some way. And we're going to have to do that in the middle of a very busy life. That's one of my first thoughts is that when we talk about these practical things, I am all about practical things. Yeah. And so I find great value. The older I get, the more I depend on those systems. So I think that there's wisdom in the systems and the practical things that we'll be talking about, lots of them, as it applies to almost everyone listening. So we want to invite those parts in our life. But I think what we really are looking for is when we think about these systems and practical things, we're kind of thinking about order. And when I think about order, I I wrote a a year Bible study for some women in this area at one point, and the practical one for the year-long study was on practical things, was the most popular by all. More women cried during that yeah, because their overwhelm came forth. You know, it's like this is where they're like, this is where they're evaluating themselves. I'm never on top of my laundry. I, I, I can't seem to keep up with this or that. But in all of that, I think that I started thinking on the, the reasons behind these things. And so what I came up with is that God is a God of order. Yes, He wants to give us the peace that comes in this order for our homes and obviously for our hearts and our minds. So when I think about the body and I think about practical things, I think it's very similar to our soul and our spirit in that we need to have time to really think and make a plan that will work for our family, and then do it in these baby steps. The same thing we're saying about our souls and our spirits. Yes. You know, we just can't create these things overnight. And then we begin to trust that God will give us peace in in some of these systems. I always say to people that when they're wanting to put any kind of systems in place, you know, to do that when you're at your best self, in your cycle, in your life, in whatever circumstances are going around, because I think this is something that literally you can give to God and can become like a sacred thing. Like, God, show me, give me some practical insights. Give me some, I mean, if you're super artistic, if you're super linear, you know that God will lead you. We will be giving you ideas. There's millions of books on this subject. Again, we're going to be coming from the place of all these three pieces how how are they being integrated together where no one of those three things are hijacking everything else? And I could say that even on a spiritual realm, meaning that we don't become so super spiritual or so super ethereal 
that we're of no use to our families. Right. Right. Yeah. No. That, 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 yes, we're here to serve. Right. Yeah. No, I, I think God is such a God of order. It so reminds me of, I feel like I, I've read over the Old Testament, different parts of it many times, and the story of Moses when he, I can't even remember exactly what passage it's in, but right, when he was trying to, I think, almost be like the judge or the person who has all the people come to him with any of their problems. And I don't even know, maybe I was just like in my own reading between the lines. It was like Moses was super stressed, like super maxed out, and everybody's coming to him. And he's just like, okay, just keep coming, I guess. I, I don't know. And and Jethro, good old Jethro, he's like, hey, Moses, I think I have a better idea. You seem real stressed out. And how about you appoint different people for the different areas and they come to those people and so that everybody in the whole land doesn't have to keep coming to you. And it said something like, and then Moses said, oh, that, that, that's, a, that's a good idea. And anyways, and I just read that and I just started laughing and I just felt like the Holy Spirit was like, I, I know that what people's strengths and weaknesses are. I get it. And I get that you need strategy. I'm all about strategy and order. And it was like Moses was just doing his thing and he was trying the best that he could. And clearly, at least in that moment, he did not have any like admin skills or see the bigger picture. And good old Jethro, the Lord totally used Jethro to be like, hey, hey, like, I think, I think you're kind of missing something here. You know, and so I feel like the Lord mm -hmm. is so about order and so about strategy. And it does come, though, I think from a place of like stopping in the moment, like you're saying, mom, that stop sign, pause, and then just sitting with the Lord. And the Lord is is not, like you said, like all ethereal. The Lord's like, I get it. You live in a real gritty earth, you know, that that needs solutions and needs strategies. And the Lord's like, I I will help you. I'll show you. I'll highlight things that is like, yeah, that part in your day does feel super stressful. Like, what could we do to begin to see a solution for this? Yeah. Yep. And and I, I draw strength from that. Like you're saying, I mean, I get inspired when I think that God is a God who has a giant multiple universes that he is taking care of. Yes. Meaning like he does that concept of beauty and order originates from him. And so he's given us the ability and the authority, like in our families, to set up things in a way that will work for our unique children and our unique family. So sort of to stay in this vein of, of practical, I want to say that another thing that I noticed in this area of body is the idea that we kind of have two lives, right? We have this whole inner life, our whole inner life. And our inner life is who is that relationship with? Because I think really most everything in this life is based on relationships and work. That That's what it comes down to. Now, this is just one of a million ways to see things. But again, breaking things down and putting them in order, even thoughts and belief systems help me to take hold of them and sit on them when I define them. So in my definition, in my little head, I, I see that relationship is the top priority in this life. You know, first and second commandment, love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and strength and to love your neighbor as yourself. Our neighbor becomes everyone, an acquaintance I'm sitting next to on, a, on an airplane, you know, that I only have an hour and a half with, that I might not ever see again, all the way up to my children and my husband. So these relationships, they're, they're prolific. So we have, so we have, 
those relationships. That's our outer life, right? That's what we're saying and choices we're making. This is how we're affecting people around us. So this is our body. This is what we're talking about. These are relationships we have that break us or hurt our hearts or we bring joy to or we are a thorn in somebody's side to, depending on what. And and so what I'm saying is that our inner life is what seems to be the most important thing is the thing we neglect the most. So here again, the connection between the body and the soul and the spirit is that to the degree that we're bringing our bodies, meaning our minds and our hearts, and even our practical lives, if we're living in chaos in our thoughts, if we're living in chaos in our emotions, it's certainly going to be much more of a likelihood than in our practical life, we're going to be living in some degree of chaos as well, right? right. So these are implicitly connected. Right. So yeah, That's so true. So when I... Yeah. So when I begin to see those things together, so I think in reality, if we wanted to just cut to the chase on this idea of the body representing the practical part of ourselves, I would say to just close your eyes or to say, I I can't do this. You know what? The laundry's not going to stop coming. Right. The emotional load that you carry for your children, it's just going to go deeper into your heart and be a thorn in your heart. Yeah. If we don't deal with these things, all these physical and practical parts. So to me, it's all about people. And then it's all about this idea of the outer life, which is primarily one thing. And it looks like work. Right. It looks like work. So I I think this is something that I think if we expect something different, we're going to constantly be disappointed. But if we can find joy in the work that God has given us, and we can find even inspiration in the joy that in the work that God has given us. Again, I think these all start to make a huge difference in how we're running our lives and how we're submitting to God. No, yeah, I think for sure. I think again, back to that pyramid, spirit, soul, and body, as far as if that foundation is super cracked. And you can go back and kind of listen in a previous episode when we kind of discuss what that means and what that looks like when our foundation's super cracked and when our view of God and how he views us is super distorted and warped, how greatly that affects then our soul and our emotions and our thoughts and all the things happening within our inner selves, right? And then clearly we can see how that just is an automatic affecting everything else. I mean, like yesterday, I just walk in my house and everything just feels super chaotic and trashed and everything's overwhelming. And my, of course, my default is like, I just need to get everything cleaned up. Like everybody just clean up and I'm snappy and I'm frustrated. I'm just like, clean up. And my husband, very kindly, like, he's like, I can tell you are doing that super micromanaging thing. You're super stressed. Like you do not need to clean right now. You need to go take a time out. Like, just like, just go. And, and it's so true. We're just so trying to fix that top of the pyramid. So trying to fix that iceberg. And again, that iceberg does need to be looked at. It does. It does need to be addressed. But it's definitely, like we keep saying, it is not the first thing. And usually the reasons that we're not even doing those things is because of this angst and these inner thoughts and this, even when you mentioned just feeling just with a grateful heart, you know, doing some of these things, it's like it changes everything when our mindset and our heart and our thought life and we're thinking on and meditating on beautiful things and being filled with gratitude, then all of a sudden 
it doesn't become such like a feeling of rage when I see clothes lying on the floor again. You know what I mean? Like it just shifts and changes everything. Yeah. To segue off that, you and I have talked a lot about this idea of expectation. Right. So, right. If your expectation is though everybody's going to do a certain thing that in your household maybe hasn't started yet or maybe is never going to be done for whatever reason, then we shouldn't be surprised when that thing is happening every day. Right. And, and we've talked about a famous one that we have both felt when we raised our children. You're still in that phase. But of food, like food just feels like it never ends. Right. You just feed them. You just clean it all up. And they're saying two hours later, Mom, I'm hungry. Right. Mommy, what's right. for dinner? Mommy, I want something to eat. And it feels like nails on a chalkboard, doesn't it? Yeah. It's especially nails on the chalkboard when they're like 15 years old. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I guess because I worked worked a second job, I, they were you guys were like on your own to survive and find some cereal. But aside know, from that, they will survive. I try to tell my kids that. I'm like, yeah. you don't even know. Like, we didn't have any food. Like, you guys yeah. are so lucky. I'm kidding. It's not really. <laughs> There's truth in all humor, right? But yeah, I think, you know, that's the thing is like, if we look at things that are, and this now comes to this practical part, this is just, we're throwing this one out for the fun today. But just to even speak to any of you today, if you could just see something and we can't see unless we look, right? That's what we're learning. I can't see something unless I'm looking. So if you would, even just maybe this next week, if you would just stop and look yeah. at one of those things in your life that you just find yourself getting irritated by over and over and over and over again. Yes, yeah. The thing for you to do is to take a pause and say, why is this frustrating me so much? And the truth is, is that if it's something that is going to be ongoing, it might be something you were to, to consider to accept it and then make it a part of your life, as right. opposed to always expecting something different that is seemingly not going to happen. You can right. say, well, that's not fair. I shouldn't have to accept this or that or the other. But in reality, we'll take an easy one like we just spoke of, food. If you have four or five children, if you have one child, they get hungry often. So you might just want to think, I just need to have a plan in place that I have an ongoing cafe in my kitchen and I'm running a restaurant on the side, one of the many hats that I wear. And so, but the thing is, is there's so many of those in running a house and raising children. Every day can be like Groundhog's Day. But in God, in the beauty and the glory of God, we can bring that forth to bring in an attitude of this idea of thanksgiving. Like, Lord, this is such a privilege to be able to serve you and to serve my children this way. And, but, you know, again, that sounds a little ethereal, but there's a reality to accepting certain things and changing our expectations in something that we have to release in order to find peace and acceptance in it. So again, we'll be looking at that whole aspect of doing what I just said more, but that's something you could even start with this week of just one thing before we start diving into all these myriads of questions or things to think about or new systems or all these things. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. I, I think 
even as I was saying like yesterday of like, oh, I feel so overwhelmed and ah, everything's everywhere. And it's, it's basically like, just wait a second, just pause. What are you actually feeling? Is it, is it you're super overwhelmed about this mess or is there something deeper going on? Or maybe it really is. Like you said, like, nope, I'm super annoyed that every single day I have to do dishes or I have to feed them. And they just keep every second, like every time I turn around, they're there. And it's like, okay, so if that's it, right, then and pausing and just looking at it and sitting on it. Because I think sometimes we don't even know what we're feeling when we're feeling that angst. And we're just looking at whatever is right in front of us. And we're naming that is the thing that's so overwhelming. And maybe it is, but maybe it isn't. And I think until we just really stop and pause and yeah, what, what am I feeling right now? What's going on? What things am I continually feeling just overwhelmed or anxious or frustrated about, um, we can't begin to even move forward until we, to look at those things. So that's super, super good. Yeah. And that's, that's one of the easiest fixes in our lives, right? Because many times it could be, and again, I'm not at all saying every time, but how lovely if we were to stop and we found that the problem maybe was in us, maybe, maybe there's something that we just need to resolve or find a way for this to be sustainable. So because right. if it's not sustainable, all those systems, they just fall apart, right? They, they have to be pretty, not super complex. Yes. And something yes, that we, sure. yeah, because since we're sort of the captain of the ship, you know, with our kids in terms of all these tasks and roles that we carry, I, I think a fun way to think about it too is that you are running a business. You're running an amazing business and you have such influence, and your business can be, thrive and grow and be beautiful. You you can transition at some point, apart from your kids, to your spiritual children, to your neighbors. But again, those extra spheres don't matter if you're trying to juggle so many balls and you don't even know how to juggle, right? Mm-hmm. So the juggling of the balls or the spinning of the plates is not a lane I need to be in. I, right. I, that's too much for me. It was too much right. for me when I was 30. It's certainly too much for me at 64. So Absolutely. that that's yeah. not who I am, but I was running as if I were, but I don't really have that capacity. I'm better at other things. So again, this goes back to those reflections. You know, God, who have you made me to be? Who am I? And what have you called me to? And Lord, teach me how to stay in my own lane. That's super good. Okay. So yes, we just wanted to thank you guys so much again for just being a part of this journey with us as we, yeah, just jump in and share our hearts and walk this out with you guys. And yeah, I just want to always remind you guys, our hearts are just already for you and we're with you. And we do want to tell you how grateful we are that you're joining us. And just to remind you that we are running alongside with you. Blessings to all of you. Thank you so much again for tuning in to the More Than Enough podcast. We are still busy behind the scenes setting up our website, but for now, if you would like to stay up to date or follow along, you can follow us on Instagram at Girls. That's A-M-E-S-G-I-R-L-S. We know that because we're a newer podcast, one of the best ways for people to find us is through reviews. So if you would take just a few minutes and write us a review on Apple Podcasts, we would be so grateful. Thank you so much again for joining us, and we look forward to chatting it up again with you next week. Have a lovely week.